what is going on guys welcome back to the podcast i say this like i think i've said this the past i don't even know how many times but wow it's been a minute since i've been on here and honestly it was just because life got a little bit crazy business got a little bit crazy and i kind of changed my focus to different things i guess and i also was a little bit uninspired i will i will also say that um moving forward with these podcast episodes i do want to bring on more people get more voices on here, more opinions, perspectives, because I do think it's also more interesting and fun sometimes to listen to multiple people in like a discussion rather than just me talking to a a microphone staring at my wall. That's literally, if I could give you a picture of what it looks like right now, that is exactly what's going on. Um, but this episode, I'm going to talk about an experience I had in Hawaii. I just recently went um, that really just like taught me a couple things about myself and about just humans as well, human nature. So I'm happy back. I hope you guys are happy to have me back as well. Kick back, relax, let's talk. Um, and if you guys have any topic requests, by the way, too, feel free to let me know. I know yesterday, I mean, you're probably listening to this at any time in the future, but yesterday was a day I posted a little bit about um, my kind of journey with like attachment styles and relationships and things like that. That was an episode that I actually did as well. So that was episode, I don't remember the episode number, but it was the 2020 recap. Anyway, if you're interested in that, go ahead and, and listen to that one. But let's dive into this little topic today. So as some of you guys know, I went to Hawaii recently with Greg for a little bit of a getaway, a little bit of a vacation. It was lovely. If you guys have never been to Hawaii or you know it's a dream of yours, definitely try to make it happen for yourself one day because it's absolutely beautiful. And by the way, honestly, the Airbnbs in Hawaii are not bad. Um, I actually had to get an Airbnb in San Diego. This is so unrelated to the topic, but I had to get an Airbnb in San Diego for something else. And it was more expensive for like four days here than it was for a whole week in Hawaii at an Airbnb on the water, like in front of the ocean. So you can actually find some pretty good deals to get yourself out there because honestly, the whole time you're there too, like you just want to be outside and exploring and in the water and stuff. So where you stay is only, you know, that small section of time when you're back at the place, just sleeping and eating and things like that. Anyway, we were in Hawaii and we were staying, like I said, we were in an Airbnb and we were staying like right in front of the ocean and very calm ocean, nothing like crazy at all. Not like the massive waves that you might think of in Hawaii. It was very calm. It was almost like a bay. It might've actually been a bay. I'm not <laughs> entirely sure, but it was that calm that it could have been a bay. And we decided to go snorkeling. So we rented some snorkel gear from a local shop and we went out to go do some snorkeling because if you don't know this about Hawaii, they have some coral obviously, but then they also have massive sea turtles, which are really cool to see. And honestly, there's a ton of them. So if you just go out snorkeling, you're honestly bound to see some. So we went out snorkeling. We had previously gone out a little bit earlier in the day snorkeling. Everything was fine. We saw some sea turtles, enjoyed ourselves. And then later on that day, we decided to go out again for another little swim. Now, I went out with Greg. We went snorkeling together. And a little bit of a background about Greg, he loves swimming. <laughs> He's, he was a swimmer in high school. I think it was high school. Um, he just loves swimming. He's like a little fish himself. Water is where he belongs, honestly. I'm not so much that same way. I never was a swimmer. I know how to swim. I can obviously swim, thank God, because I don't know why I would snorkel if I couldn't. But I can obviously swim, but I just, I've never been a swimmer. And the swimming lessons I took growing up were just like 
in a pool. It was never a swimming lesson in the lake or anything like that. I never did any sort of swim trials or anything like that. Never. Okay. But I know I can swim. I know I'm a decently good swimmer. So I wasn't really nervous about it at all. And like I said, we went out earlier in the day. So I, I was fully fine for that. And when you're snorkeling, like you can breathe. I don't know if, if you guys know what a snorkel looks like, but you can breathe. Like you have it attached to your face and there's a little like, um, a little, I don't even know what it's called, but it goes up into the air and you can breathe in oxygen as you're swimming. So you really don't even have to do like any sort of like moving your hands so you can get a breath of air. You don't have to like sit up straight so you can breathe. You can breathe the whole time as you're swimming. Pretty easy, relaxing. It's good, right? Everything's fine and dandy, but I start to get a little bit nervous because Greg continues to want to go further and further out. And there should have been no reason I to be nervous, like honestly at all, because like I said, I could breathe totally fine. I can swim. And when you're snorkeling too, you're pretty much just like floating on the, on the surface. Like you're not even you're not sinking or anything. You're just floating, breathing air. That's it. But because we kept going further and further out, I started to get a little bit nervous. Finally, we get to a point where Greg's like, okay, we're going to go back now, but we're going to do a big circle and go back to, back to the, the sand. Like, okay, cool. As he's telling me this, we obviously have to be treading water to be talking to each other. We got to take your mask off, talk, and then put the mask back on, still treading water, and then start swimming again. And somewhere in that period of time between him telling me that and us starting to swim again, I, for some reason, started to freak the fuck out. Okay, I started to panic. I can't even describe like the fear and panic that went through my body, but I suddenly felt like I couldn't breathe. And when you have like a panic attack, you start to hyperventilate. And when you are trying to swim with a snorkel on, hyperventilating, hyperventilating doesn't really work well because you can't really get that deep of a breath. It's really just meant to, you know, the snorkel is meant to just kind of do like easy breathing, not necessarily like deep breathing, right? So I'm like hyperventilating. I can barely breathe. I feel like I can't get a deep breath. So then I keep having to kind of lift myself up to tread water, which takes even more energy out of you and makes you panic more because you feel like you're drowning because you're treading water, trying to breathe, trying to breathe, trying to call Greg's name. He can't hear me because he's also snorkeling and under the water, just completely bugging out at this point. And I'm like, I can't do this big circle around to go back to the land. I need to just like beeline it for the shore right now because I'm literally going to drown. And in that moment, I literally thought like, this is how people drown. Like, this is it right here. People panic. People can't breathe. People like are treading water and they can't, I just freaking out, absolutely freaking out. So I swim, I swim, I swim, and I eventually get to the water. But I want to talk about kind of like the lessons or things I learned in this period of time, because like obviously saying it back now sounds and feels kind of like I was bugging out for nothing. But in that moment, it was one of the, if not, no, definitely not the scariest thing. I don't know. I haven't been through that many like super scary things, but it was one of the scariest things that's, that's happened to me because to panic like that and feel like you're out of control in the middle of the ocean with no ability to like stand on solid ground and catch your breath, no ability to just like take a minute to just like breathe. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying, but I'm going to talk about the couple lessons that I learned. There's four of them. Um, and this kind of correlates to a book I'm reading right now as well by David Goggins. If you guys know him, super awesome, crazy, crazy guy. But, um, he basically is like, he'll do some amazing things, 
um, amazing physical things as in like running hundreds of miles and things like that and pushes past a level of pain that a lot of people could never even fathom. But what's super cool about him that I never realized is just how like normal he was growing up. Like he was not, he wasn't anything quote unquote special. I think that's something that a lot of people forget about people they look up to or are inspired by is they think that they were like this all the time, right? Like they were always inspirational. They were always like um, super passionate or always super successful or always super jacked or whatever it is, whoever you're looking up to. It doesn't have to be like someone with mental toughness. It could be anybody, like someone who's really successful with business or whatever. Like it, you tend to just think that they've always been like that, right? But this book that I'm reading about David Goggins is basically just his like biography. Um, you learn about what his childhood was like and pretty much like up to 18 years old, how different he was then versus now and how he was not only just like normal, but he almost like he was below normal. He was even less than average too. So he talks about all that in the book and it just kind of puts into, into perspective, like if he can do that, anyone can do that too, because he was just like the rest of us. Um, but one thing he talks about in the book as well is just how much your mindset determines your capability. And basically there's this rule that he has called a 40% rule where the amount that amount of pain that a human being can take before their like mind kind of steps in to stop them is about 40% of the actual pain capacity they have, 40%. So here I am in the middle of this ocean, freaking out, thinking I'm going to die, thinking I won't be able to breathe and all this stuff. And ultimately I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been concerned at all because first of all, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm athletic, I work out a ton, I eat healthy. Really, I shouldn't, I, there should have been no reason for me to freak out because I was gonna get Solan no matter what. I wasn't, my my legs weren't gonna fall off, my arms weren't gonna fall off, I wasn't just gonna like give up and sink to the bottom. But my mental, my mental, my mindset is what I meant to say, was determining my capability. So in that moment, it felt like I wasn't gonna be able to make it, I was gonna drown, all this stuff, right? It felt like that because my mind was was just saying, hey, this is probably all you can take, something like that, right? Very interesting book, by the way. If you guys know of him or don't know of him, I definitely suggest looking into reading his stuff because it just kind of puts into perspective like how much pain a human being can take and how much how much shit a human being can take, honestly, and still come out on the other side stronger, you know? Um, but that was one of the things that I wanted to point out. Another thing is fear is paralyzing, right? If you're scared, if you're scared about the next step you're going to take in your life, if you're scared about um, spent investing your, in yourself in some sort of program, if you're scared about going to the gym, if you're scared about whatever it might be, that's pretty paralyzing. When you're scared, you just kind of feel stuck and you feel like you can't move and, and everything kind of slows down and it's just, it's weird, right? That's kind of how I felt in the water. Honestly, I felt kind of paralyzed. I felt like, oh my God, I'm not gonna make it like all this stuff. And I kept treading water, trying to figure out what to do. And realistically, all I had to do was just move forward, just continue, just keep swimming, right? Just keep swimming. Um, that's really all I had to do. And here's the thing too with fear is people get paralyzed by it. And instead of eventually moving forward, they just stop, they get paralyzed and they move backwards, right? They just kind of like give up. 
instead of saying, okay, I'm going to keep pushing forward. Like, yeah, this sucks. I'm scared, but I'm just going to keep pushing forward. Even though like everything in my body wants me to like, just kind of figure out this point right here, I'm just going to keep moving forward. Fear is something to welcome you guys. And obviously I wouldn't want to drown. Right. And I don't, I don't want to go back into that situation, but at the same time, that fear, that panic, like that situation, it did help me like realize some things about myself. Right. Fear is, is a good thing. A lot of times, if you're scared about this next move you're making or the next step you're taking or investing in yourself or going to the gym or going to the weight section, or you're scared about, um, you know, you're taking a huge risk with your, with whatever it is, your job, maybe you're quitting your job and you're you know, starting a new career and you're taking a huge risk doing that. That fear is something that you should welcome because that means you're on the brink of changing your life. You are entering a place in time where you're going to be very uncomfortable. You're going to be very scared. You're going to be very um, stressed and confused and all this stuff. But that's where change happens. You know, if you stuck to being just comfortable all the time, change isn't going to happen, right? With that too, you know, it was scary, obviously, what I went through. But I don't think that would still stop me from doing it again because I don't like being a slave to my mind. I want to be able to be in control of my mind and I want to be able to not panic or, you know, if I do panic, slow that down and, and, you know, gather myself, gather my breathing and all of that, which I did, by the way, obviously, because if I just continued to panic, I would have honestly drowned. But I, I did, I was able to get a grip, right? And I was able to just focus on the present moment, which is the next thing I want to talk about. You know, if I, every time I looked up when I was treading water in, in the ocean, when I was snorkeling, the land, like the shore, looked so far away, so far away. It's intimidating to see that, to, to be literally feeling like you're drowning and seeing how far the shore is. And that can, that can make things worse, right? That fear gets even more amplified and you're freaking out more and you're panicking more and you're not breathing more and all that stuff, right? But I had to, at some point I realized I can't, I can't look up over at, at shore right now. I can't, I have to keep my head down. I have to keep swimming and I have to not look up because if I look up, I'm going to freak out again and it's going to make things worse. I have to focus on the present moment. And I just like literally like kept my head down and kept swimming and just like staring at different pieces of coral as I was swimming. I just focused on that, on each moment in itself, each stroke, all that stuff. And eventually I got to the shore, right? And it did help honestly um, alleviate some of that like freaking out kind of breathing I was doing, like the hyperventilating breathing I felt like I was doing. Um, but that's true of everything. You know, a lot of people get very scared of how far away their goal seems. Like maybe they want to make $100,000 in a year and they're currently making $1,000 a month. And they're thinking about how in the hell am I going to get to that point? How am I going to be the super successful person or how am I going to lose 100 pounds and I'm already, I'm only here. Like I'm, I barely even lost a pound today or this week. How am I going to get to that point? You, people focus too much on the long-term goal. Not, okay. I'm not trying to say this in a way where I'm like, don't focus on long-term goal because that is very important, but know the long-term goal is there. Know that that's what you're working towards, but focus on each small goal. Focus on breaking that long-term goal down because if you just focus on, okay, I want to one day own like, a ginormous house on the coast of California and you're currently like barely able to afford a like $500 rent. Well, that's going to feel very intimidating, right? 
and you're going to feel like you can't do that. And you're going to feel like that's not something that's possible for you. And you're going to feel like defeated and, and frustrated and all that stuff versus if you just stay in the present moment and you figure out, okay, how can I, you know, how can I get to a point where I can afford this apartment? And then how can I get to a point where I can afford more than this apartment? And then how can I afford, get to a point where I can do this and that and so on and so forth. Same thing with like your fitness goals, you know, it's very intimidating sometimes looking at the people you're inspired by and seeing how their physiques look and seeing what they can lift and seeing all that stuff and being intimidated by that to a point where you feel like you want to give up because you feel like you'll never get there because it feels far away. Let's say like you're watching someone squat 225 pounds and currently squatting like 80 pounds is really difficult for you. That's obviously intimidating, but instead of focusing on that, know that that's there, know that that's a possibility for you, know that you can get there. But right now focus on adding five pounds to the bar or 2.5 pounds to the bar, adding like 10 pounds to the bar. Slowly, slowly, slowly you'll get there. And that, that helped me a lot in my own journey as well. You know, I do get to points sometimes where I'm like watching podcasts or listening to podcasts rather, or watching YouTube videos of people who are very successful, very, very successful people. Like think like Katie Earn, right? She has many businesses now that she has created from her fitness account. She was like one of the first fitness account people, I feel like. Um, but she created multiple businesses now. She has, they're very successful. She's very successful. You know, all this stuff, right? It's easy to look at her and be intimidated and feel like that is so far away from where you currently are, what your current reality is, that you will never get there and that it's just impossible for you to get there. And I've had moments like that where I do get intimidated, but I've, I've been through this game enough now that I realize how much opportunity there is and how capable humans are to actually reach their goals. It's absolutely insane. Okay. What, what I've created for myself in five years time is honestly mind blowing. And to think about what I could create in 10 years time in another 10 years from now in 20 years from now. Wow. Wow, you guys. Five years ago, I was like just starting to figure out how to lift. Just starting. And I don't think I even started a fitness Instagram yet. But if I had, no, I think it was four years ago, I started my fitness Instagram. And when I did, it was just, it was a private account because I was terrified. I've talked about this so many times, but I was terrified of people finding it. It was private, all this stuff. I actually remember one time um, when I when I finally started to let like people in on the fact that I had a fitness Instagram and like people started finding it or just knowing about it. One of my friends asked me, it's like, what's the goal? Like you want to be sponsored by BPI sports, which is like a, a supplement company essentially. And I kind of like brushed that off and was like, no, 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 like, no, that's just, just, this is just for fun for like accountability. When in reality, I would have loved that. I would have loved to be sponsored by BPI sports, but I just felt like it was so far from my reality that that wasn't even possible, you know? And then here I am now with almost 200,000 followers and, you know, sponsorships and stuff. I've had multiple in the past um, and my own business and self-sustaining business and employees and a huge roster list and just being able to live in California in a beautiful house with a dog. Like in four years time, guys, four years time. Okay. That's what I mean by you can do so much. I think it's Tony Robbins has this saying, but he says, um, people often under or overestimate rather what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade, which I, I love that because I think that's so true. Um, also for people who with their like fitness journey goals, right? They think that they can lose 30 pounds in a month. 
which is really unrealistic for majority of people. And if you do, odds are it's not in a sustainable fashion. Um, but they think they can lose 30 pounds in a month. And then, you know, that, that's an overestimate, but they don't understand what they can actually do in a year or like two years or three years. So that was another little, a little lesson, I guess I kind of took from that is to not be so hyper-focused on how far something feels and instead, you know, have that goal, have that goal in mind, but break it down and stay in the present moment and figure out how you can be 1% better today than you were yesterday. Because honestly, those small little improvements, they add up, they add up huge. Um, so that was, that was another thing. And the last little thing I kind of learned, I guess, um, is focusing on negatives really just, it increases the amount of negativity you see. Okay. Like if I'm sitting in this ocean, obviously not sitting, I'm treading water, but, and I'm thinking I'm drowning, which I was out of nowhere. My mind started to just figure like focus, hyper-focus almost on as much negativity as possible. It was absolutely insane. Like I remember looking up, like picking my head up, I was treading water. And for whatever reason, I thought that people on the shore were like staring at me thinking I was drowning. Like they thought I was drowning too. I saw like these clouds in the sky that looked like a terrible storm was brewing. I don't know where I thought the water was super choppy and like all these, like, it was absolutely crazy. All these like negative things started seeping into my mind. And I was like, just, that's all I could see. That's all I could focus on. I didn't think like, Hey, positive thoughts. Like you're strong. You're like, you know, you're able to get through this. You lift a lot, you know, just take one more breath and keep breathing. Um, at least like Greg is here and like, he'll help you or like, people on the shore so if you need to you can like wave your hands and someone will come help you it was none of that it was just straight up like oh my god I'm dying <laughs> and like negative thought negative thought negative thought negative thought obviously in that scenario the first negative thought felt a little bit uncontrollable because I mean it wasn't uncontrollable to be honest it, it stemmed from the first thought of me being like we're too far out here but um that's true of everything right? Like if you have a negative thought or continuously think about something negative, like, I don't know, this is, I'm going to relate this to having an Instagram where you have a following. This is not going to be necessarily relatable to everyone, but I'm sure you've heard it before, but there's a lot of people who would be like, oh my, like the algorithm sucks. Like I can't, like my posts aren't being seen by anybody. Algorithm sucks. And they're really negative about it, right? Like that's all they can think about. Well, that brews other, other negativity because now their posts are kind of sucking because they think the algorithm sucks and they're just trying to force something. I've been through this myself, by the way, guys, this is coming from personal experience too. Um, and then their captions suck. And then, you know, negativity just it attracts negativity and it helps, it makes you just focus on negativity. And instead of realizing, okay, like, like 2000 people like saw my post versus maybe like the usual 10,000. So what 2000 people saw my post. That's a huge positive, right? There's people that you're helping with people that you're um, being seen by and people are engaging still, even though it's not as many people as you want, it's still people, right? There's still people engaging. So that's something that honestly you need to take a, what is it? I don't even know the saying anymore, but something about taking a note from your own book or something like that, whatever. I need to take that lesson for myself too, because I've been struggling with that a little bit, but yeah, just don't focus so much on the negative. And I know that's easier said than done sometimes, especially when you are like feeling like you're dying in the middle of the ocean, 
but you got to try to get a grip on your mind because if you let your mind spin in an uncontrollable fashion, you're going to get stuck in these like subconscious loops and just fear loops and your body literally just wants to protect you. So if it starts to think that something's wrong, well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Oh, that's one other thing I want to talk about too, because basically, obviously nothing's actually wrong, right? The, the scenario I was in just like five seconds before I started freaking out was the same scenario I was in five seconds after I was freaking out. But I started to freak out. I started to mentally have a thought of like, oh gosh, we're too far out here. And that created this kind of spiral of physical reactions in my body, the hyperventilating, the freaking out, the, all of it, right? That wouldn't have happened if I didn't first have that thought. Your mind, your mind has such a huge factor in how your body responds. And a lot of times like your body doesn't actually, it can't actually process information, right? It takes the information from your brain, processes it and realizes what it needs to do from there. So I personally like was going through that. And if I hadn't had that thought of like, oh, we're too far out here freaking out about that, I wouldn't have had the hyperventilating. I wouldn't have had any of those reactions. And that's something that you need to remind yourself of in your own life as well, that your body is literally responding to your thoughts. Your thoughts become things, right? So if your thoughts are constantly like, everything sucks, my life sucks, like all this stuff, well, then thoughts becomes thing, become things and then you're just creating more stuff, right? Instead of more amazingness. Versus if you're constantly thinking about gratitude and things that you're, you're thankful for and happy for and positivity and all that stuff, thoughts become things and you're going to create more of that. Um, because at the end of the day, your body is just trying to figure out what's going on in your world and get you to safety. Essentially, your body just wants you to be safe. So those are the lessons I learned as I'm drowning in the Hawaiian ocean. Not actually drowning, you guys, by the way. I was obviously totally fine, but it was a very scary moment for myself and just taught me a lot about the mind and mindset and how crazy it is, how powerful it is that we can literally think ourselves into drowning. <laughs> or in a positive light, think ourselves into an amazing amount of success and happiness and everything. Because honestly, the only reason I'm here talking to you guys is also because of my mind. So thank you very much, mind, for being a solid thing. Um, I hope this helped you guys out, and I hope you took something from it. If you have any suggestions about topics you want to hear, let me know. But also, if you guys share this on your story, that would make me super happy. Feel free to tag me, and I'll reshare it. But it makes me so happy to see you guys listening and taking something from this on your day. So have a good one, you guys. I'll be back soon.